0: there was a person who was walking from Jerusalem to Jericho. And some of that road was quite dangerous and she was looking a little bit nervous as she looked around because it was known that there were robbers in the area. And suddenly, out of nowhere, she didn't see them coming, these robbers came and attacked her. And they stole her clothes. So they stripped her and they beat her. And they left her half dead. They're very gentle, aren't they? (laughs) Give her a good kicking. She deserves it. That's what I've heard. (laughs) So, they leave her half dead. The Bible talks about a priest. Well, I haven't got a priestly costume. So I thought of somebody in authority and I thought, a policeman was travelling down the road. So I wonder if our policeman would like to come. And he stops and he sees that somebody's been hurt. And he probably thought, I ought to go and help that person, but actually, there's nobody about. Have a look around. There's nobody about. I'm going to run on past quickly and nobody will notice that I'm not there, that I don't have to do it. And then there was a a Levite, the Bible says. Well, I haven't got a Levite's costume. I'm not even quite sure what a Levite was, but it was somebody who did things in the temple. So another person of authority is a fireman. So there was a fireman walking down that road as well. And she did the same. She saw the injured person. She stopped and she thought, oh, it could happen to me too. So I'm going to run on very quickly and get past here. And I'm not stopping either. And then there was a third person that came along. And she was the smallest and she was the weakest. She also was a sworn enemy of the nation that this person, Angela, came from. But she saw the injured person and she stopped. And she realised that she could do something to help. So she tended to her. She went to her side and she got out a bandage from her pocket just pretend to get a bandage and she wrapped a bandage around her hand and she then helped her to her feet can you help Angela get up that's lovely and this this person had a donkey well we haven't got a donkey unless unless dad want no dad's not going to play a donkey <laughs> actually no I won't <laughs> no no maybe not so just help if you could just help Angela to her feet and then walk her over to Helen, who didn't realize she was going to play this part, but she's going to be the innkeeper. <laughs> oh, you're, good. no, Helen's going to be the innkeeper. So take, take, uh, take her to the innkeeper. And she stayed there. Now, do you know something? When we read this story, I see different things. And there was one thing that I saw in this story that I'd never noticed before. And that is that that night, the Good Samaritan actually stayed with the injured person for the whole night. Didn't just leave her at the inn, but stayed the night to care for the injured person. And then the next day, gave some money to the innkeeper. Would you like to give some money to the innkeeper so that she could continue her recovery and get better? Thank you. Simple story, told very well. Should we give them a round of applause? Thank you. Thank you very much for helping me. Now, I didn't read the very beginning of that story from the Bible. We went straight into our drama bit. But the story starts with two commands from Jesus in answer to a question. How many of you can remember what those two commands were, both related to love that Jesus talked about at the beginning of the story. Anybody know what they are? There's one I can hear. Love the Lord your God with all your soul soul, heart and mind. Okay. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul and mind. There we go. And there should be a simple image that shows something about that. What's the other one that was mentioned? Dave remembers it. Let's ask Dave Love your neighbour as yourself. Thank you. Good. You see, you all know this story pretty well. Love your neighbour as yourself. And there's a picture of friendly, harmonious relationships. But is there a problem here? Because Jesus talked about our love, loving your neighbour as yourself. But is there a limitation of the amount that we love ourselves does our love change depending on our feelings, our situations what time of day it is does our love sometimes become selfish I haven't got the time to stop and tend to somebody in need I've got other more important things that I want to do Maybe you're somebody, who Tim was mentioning earlier, has got very low self-worth. You actually don't think you're very lovable, so you haven't got much love to give. And maybe you're somebody who doesn't even like themselves very much. Perhaps you recognise at times that you get things wrong and you mess up and you do things that you shouldn't do. You know, I think Jesus might have recognised that that command to love your neighbour as yourself was perhaps a little limited in some respects, because it depended upon our response. And arguably, you could say that Jesus renewed the command. That isn't to say what he said was wrong wasn't wrong at all. But on the last day that he met with his disciples at the Last Supper, he gave them a brand new commandment relating to the same sort of topic on this topic of love. And he said that. Can we say that all together? If you can read that, let's just say it together. A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. As I have loved you, So you must love one another. So Jesus takes that loving your neighbour and suddenly he turns it into something that's even more powerful and perhaps potentially even more difficult. He says, love one another as I have loved you. That's putting it on a very different plane, isn't it? Can I love in the way that Jesus has loved me? Is that even possible? Because this is the love that Jesus shares with each one of us. Jesus' love is without conditions. He doesn't place any conditions whatsoever on his love. How often have we turned around and almost said to people, I'll only show my love to you if you love me too. That isn't how Jesus was. Jesus' love is just there. It's a constant. It doesn't change. It's without limits. No limitations whatsoever. His love knows no end. His love is completely unselfish. He didn't place his priorities ahead of other people's priorities. There were times when he was so tired after a day of ministry that he just wanted to go to a quiet place and rest. But the Bible talks about him having time for people even when he was tired and wanting to do other things. Jesus' love for us Is purposeful. It was all part of God's great plan for us. And finally, Jesus' love doesn't change over time. How fickle can we be sometimes as individuals that our love depends upon our mood? Jesus' love doesn't change, it's a constant. It's always there. Now that sets the bar high. But Jesus does send us his spirit to put his love at work into our lives. And that's how we can outwork the story of the Good Samaritan. That's the story of the Good Samaritan in a nutshell. Love with no exceptions. There is no excuse. And that is what Jesus would be saying to each one of us this morning. And I just want us to take a quiet moment, and I mean that. 60 seconds is all we're going to do, but I just want you to be quiet. And I want you to reflect on your life, your relationships, your neighbours, your work colleagues, the people that you meet day by day, your family relationships. Where do you need to restore that love? In your life and in theirs. To truly be that person that Jesus can use to love without exceptions. Let's just be quiet and think about that for a moment. Father, I pray that you will just help each one of us to be the person that you would want us to be in our relationships with others, to be somebody that shares love, love with no limits, love with no exceptions, love that transcends our personal feelings but reaches out to those in need. Lord, help us to fulfil your requirements, your commandments in our lives. And thank you that you equip us with your spirit to help us to do that. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.